Welcome to Sermons and Sounds of Plymouth, the podcast of Plymouth United Church of Christ. I am Pastor David, and on behalf of the members of this congregation, thank you very much for joining us. May God bless you through these words, and may you know God's love through them. Now, the podcast. Our Old Testament lesson is from Proverbs. Does not wisdom call, and does not understanding raise her voice? On the heights beside the way, at the crossroads she takes her stand. Beside the gates in front of the town, at the entrance of the portals, she cries out, To you, O people, I call, and my cry is all that live. The Lord created me at the beginning of his work, the first of his acts of long ago. Ages ago I was set up at the first before the beginning of the earth, When there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there was no springs abounding with water. Before the mountains had been shaped, before the hills, I was brought forth. When he had not yet made earth and fields, or the world's first bits of soil. When he established the heavens, I was there. When he drew a circle on the face of the deep. When he made firm the skies above when he established the fountains of the deep, when he assigned to the sea its limit, so that waters might not transgress his command. When he marked out the foundations of the earth, then I was beside him, like a master worker, and I was daily his delight, rejoicing before him always, rejoicing in his inhabited world, and delighting in the human race. Our gospel lesson is from John's gospel and continuing to read as we have for the last few weeks. This is still part of Jesus' discourse after this last supper with his disciples before they went out into the garden. Uh, these are some of, uh, kind of getting toward the very end uh, of that after dinner speech. And this is uh, Jesus speaking to his disciples. And so hear uh, and listen now for how God is speaking to you through these words from John's gospel. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak on his own, but will speak whatever he hears, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me because he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine, and for this reason I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. Here ends the reading. Thanks be to God. I think I mentioned during the announcement time that today is Trinity Sunday. If I didn't, I'll say that now. Today is Trinity Sunday. Uh, Last Sunday was Pentecost, the day that the Holy Spirit came uh, amongst the people that were gathered and what we consider the birthday of the church, the first indwelling of the Spirit among uh, Jesus' disciples, and today is Trinity Sunday when we celebrate the Trinity, that mysterious and confusing thought that has caused so much conflict in the church over the years about how to define it. So I'm not going to talk specifically on that. I was much more taken by wisdom, uh, that Proverbs passage uh, that we read, and I, I I, Proverbs just doesn't show up very often 
uh, in the lectionary, and I think in the few times that it has, I'm not sure that I've ever really preached out of Proverbs, but I was really taken by uh, this passage this week. It just spoke to me, this wisdom, and wisdom personified in this passage. This Proverbs, uh, the writer of Proverbs here makes wisdom to be a person, or at least a, a created being. At, at some level, wisdom is a, a kind of living entity or a spirit entity. It is more than just a, a concept, but something that God created. Wisdom, and wisdom is a woman. Wisdom is female here. It's a she, and she dances and rejoices and delights in creation. Uh, and uh, wisdom is, uh, in Greek, Sophia. Often is what wisdom is called. So you think of the name Sophie, uh, wisdom, wise. Uh, and the root word of uh, sophos, from which we get um, other words, sophistry, sophomore, philosopher, sophisticated, all coming out of this concept of wisdom, although in, uh, in Hebrew the word is hakmoth, hakmot or hakmoth. Uh, in Greek it is sophia. I think one of the things that struck me in this passage, I just had not, like I mentioned, I haven't preached out of Proverbs very often, uh, if ever, and I've kind of read it, but never really looked at it seriously and, and read it. And uh, it just struck me this time that, that Sophia wisdom here is mentioned as being created before anything else. And in, in none of the other creation stories in the Bible, in Genesis 1 or 2 or any of the retellings of that creation story later on, there's never any mention of God first creating wisdom. It's just not there, but here it is in Proverbs, that the first thing God does is to create wisdom. And then wisdom is present through the rest of God's acts of creation. And eventually, wisdom says that she delights in humanity, rejoices in what God has made. And in the New Testament, we, uh, the New Testament writers tended to equate Jesus with wisdom. Uh, which is an interesting move since wisdom is always female uh, in the Old Testament. Uh, and, and, uh, and wisdom is often personified as female in Greek mythology and in the other Semitic uh, ancient Near Eastern countries. Wisdom was thought to be this female thing, but the writers of the New Testament uh, kind of end up equating Jesus uh, with wisdom uh, kind of as part of this attempt to fit uh, Platonic thought, Plato, the philosopher, his ideas uh, of wisdom with an Old Testament understanding. Uh, and then we end up with, uh, instead of using Sophia, they talk of the logos, the word. And that's the word that shows up in the beginning of the Gospel of John. In the beginning was the word, the logos. And the word was with God, and the word was God. And through him all things were made, and he was the light that dispels all darkness. So we have the Logos, and Jesus becomes and is the word of God, God's wisdom, the second part of the Trinity. And unfortunately, in doing that, that move, we've taken the divine uh, feminine and, uh, and kind of put it under Jesus' masculinity. 
And so instead of wisdom being God's first creation, it becomes something that's just always existed with God. Uh, boy, and there was a long, long church argument in, in that debate. <laughs> There's some nuances of, of language that decided what it means to be coexistent and co-eternal and not made to be begotten by God, but not made by God. You get that in the Nicene Creed. And, uh, and by the time the church started arguing about those things and having these, these arguments over the meaning of words and these nuanced arguments, the church was already a, a couple of hundred years old. And by that time, the culture of, of the church had become very male-dominated. The female leadership by that time had, had just been completely pushed out of the church and, uh, and female imagery had been lost. It, it had become very male-centric, which is very different than the beginning of the church. You know, we've been reading from Acts through Easter. A lot of women were part of the church, part of the early leadership of the church and supporters of the church. Uh, and part of that was the attraction of that early Christian movement was that they included women and the poor and the marginalized and slaves and really believed in this equality of all people. It was a very egalitarian movement and so it was very attractive to people who were on the outsides or not part of the power structure. But uh, as any human endeavor, once it kind of got going, people felt it needed some rules and some doctrine and someone to be in charge and uh, as is often the case, the men decided they were the ones best equipped. And, uh, and so we have all these arguments over stuff, uh, and, and we end up pushing out Sophia, the woman of wisdom, God's first creation, and bringing in Jesus, the man of wisdom, co-equal with God, and thus uh, allowing them to very tightly wrap up a trinity, a trinitarian formula of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, but I think you could, with the Proverbs and some other passages, make a pretty good argument from Scripture that God, instead of being a three-in-one, maybe ought to be a four-in-one. With God the Father, and God the Mother, or the female wisdom, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. But that would be an argument uh, I would make another time. But something to think about. What, what to do with this wisdom this woman, lady wisdom, who was there at creation. And see if we can bring her back, celebrate her, as she celebrates uh, in us. Because we have this image at the end of that passage of wisdom uh, rejoicing and taking delight in the creation and in us. And as a, a being of God could in some ways say that wisdom also uh, is God, and certainly in our Trinitarian formula with Jesus as wisdom and Jesus as God. This is God delighting uh, and rejoicing in us, which is a powerful image if you think about it, because we're not always worth rejoicing, and we're not always delightful people, either as individuals uh, or as a, a collective people. Sometimes we're pretty awful. You know, tomorrow is Memorial Day when we remember those who uh, have died in our wars. And I can't think of much more that speaks to our uh, brokenness and ability to succumb to evil than war. And sending our young men and women off to, 
to die, to be killed, or to kill. And there have been other things in the news recently. I think of the, the women that were held captive uh, for all those years by, I can't remember where that was, but uh, there's been other stories of people that have been kidnapped and, uh, and kept for years at a time and tortured and, uh, and abused. Uh, certainly you can find many stories. All you have to do is listen to the news to find out kind of how awful we are. Uh, although I think we're much better people than the news would have us think. But even in all of that, God delights in us. God delights in us. Not because of what we do, because I really do think we do a lot more good than we do evil. You know, just think of how many people are on this planet. We do hear stories in the news, partly because bad news sells. Uh, but I, I just I can't imagine that of the 7 billion or so of us on this planet, I think every one of those people is probably doing something good every day, if not many acts of good every day. And very few are doing uh, acts of, of evil. So God delights in us, not because of what we do, but simply because of who we are, because we are God's people. We're made by God. We're made in God's image. And part of being in God's image is that we do have that capacity and the freedom to choose evil. But we are also a people who have available to us God's wisdom. Sophia, Lady Wisdom here. We also have available to us this wisdom to know what is good and to exercise our ability to choose that. Amen. And that is the good news for this day and for all days. Thank you again for listening to the Sermons and Sounds of Plymouth podcast. If you are in the Eau Claire area, we especially invite you to join us for worship on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. And I invite you also to check out our website at pcucc.com for upcoming events and special worship services. From Plymouth United Church of Christ, Eau Claire, Wisconsin, this is Pastor David. Thank you for spending this time with us. May God bless you.